0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church And Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church Now if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts Or get information about our annual conference You can find us at ReformationVoice.com Alright, welcome back to the Gospel for Life We started a series on anger yesterday, and we kind of framed the discussion by talking about that there are kind of three buckets of anger. Um, first of all, there is the, the righteous anger of God. We, we know that anger in itself is not sinful because our holy God is angry at sin. The second bucket is uh, the righteous anger of man, and then the third bucket is the unrighteous anger of man so we're going to hit that second one today Uh, the righteous anger of humans how do we know that humans can actually experience um, righteous anger
1: can i go back to what phil quoted yesterday about one of the the key um, confessional creeds of the the old testament is about who is god repeated i'm guessing a half dozen times that god is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And it's interesting that that opening phrase, slow to anger, implies that there is anger. He just is slow getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, what you can do is you can do a study of anger through the Proverbs, and what you're going to find is that that is almost always how it's phrased. Well, let, let's just that say that the,
2: his slowness, though, is uh, is meant to be a benefit. Should, a benefit to us because uh, we need to come around to his way of thinking and and rather than wipe us out like he could have with Adam and Eve in the garden uh, immediately with that sin, uh, he has a a redemptive purpose to bring us to himself. So that is why he delays. Yeah. And
1: I was just going to say that the Proverbs, instead of saying like, here's just a couple, whoever is slow to anger has great understanding. Well, that implies that anger can be appropriate Mm -hmm. it doesn't say whoever um, isn't angry has great understanding and and what you'll find is almost every time that's how it's phrased whoever is slow to anger or being slow to anger does this and the implication is there is a point when anger is okay we just shouldn't be hot and rash in our anger.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, um, let me go uh, further, and I, I know you would agree with this. When we're talking about the, the righteous anger of humanity, um, I would actually argue that righteous anger is a Christian duty. Mm-hmm. So in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, it says, be angry and do not sin. So that's an imperative. So mm-hmm. Paul is actually commanding us to be angry and not sin. And so then the question is: Is okay? Well, then what are the things that a Christian should be angry about? Um, how, how do we how do we uh, flesh that out? And maybe um, one good parable, not a parable, but a story from the Old Testament, is uh, from First Samuel twenty. This is when um, Jonathan comes to uh, a feast with his dad. David had asked for permission to to be away because he knew that Saul was trying to kill him. And um, what we find is we have two men who are angry at this feast. Saul's angry and Jonathan's angry, Um, but they're angry for different reasons. Um, And I think that this story helps us to see what is a true righteous anger and what is unrighteous anger. Jonathan is angry because Saul is trying to kill the Lord's anointed. That's righteous anger. Saul is angry because... um, David has had more success on the battlefield than him. Right. Saul has killed his thousands, and David his his tens of thousands. And mm-hmm. so um, I think that's a good illustration of, well, what can we be righteously angry about? Those things that offend God.
1: Mm-hmm. Another kind of case study is actually the book of Jonah. Jonah is called to go preach to a city he doesn't want to preach. He tries to run away from God. Eventually, God directs him back to, to Nineveh through uh, this great fish that swallows him, brings him to Nineveh. He does what he's supposed to do, but never has really the right spirit um, of So sometimes referred to as a reluctant evangelist. But God brings success upon the message of, of his prophet and Chapter 4. Well, end of chapter 3 says, When God saw what they did, that they repented, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. And then the next verse says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. Mm. And he was angry. Mm. And he prayed to the Lord and said, oh Lord, is not this not what I said when I was sent yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you were a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, do you do well to be angry? And this is God saying, mm-hmm. there's a time for anger, Jonah, but this isn't it. Yeah. You. Mm-hmm. This is not righteous anger. This is this is unrighteous anger, and you just quoted what
2: my character is like, and you're not being like me. Uh huh. Yeah. So y- yesterday, Phil mentioned uh, Jonathan Edwards' uh, sermon "Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God," and uh, you know the, he posed the question, "Who would preach that today?" And the you know the point is is I think that uh, you know we live in a society you know. They get angry, but they don 't have this righteous anger, mm-hmm. and they actually need to you know, they actually need to have their own angry heart changed in a way that they beg God for the kind of anger that he has a godly anger an an anger at cruelty and injustice and evil uh, that's that 's what uh, you know sin yeah. an anger over sin and it 's all its manifestations, and we need to have that.
0: A displeasure at that. and Paul and it, modeled that. So, right. so in Acts 17, when he went to Mars Hill, um, he it says, uh, now, while Paul was waiting for them in Athens, his spirit was provoked, and the word is perizuno, it's, it means angry, within him, as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he was angry. Why was he angry? He was angry that God wasn't being worshiped. That idols were being worshipped. How did he respond? He didn't respond in a sinful way. He responded by proclaiming the truth of the gospel uh, to these Athenians. So it, I think you know maybe contrasting Jonah with Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul, they're both angry. Right. Paul's angry, and and gospel proclamation and truth comes out. Jonah is angry, and selfishness comes out. Mm-hmm. I I picture Paul
3: biting his tongue so hard that it bleeds uh, when he gives that sermon on on Mars Hill. Um, Because, you know, being a Jew, one of the worst um, sins, one of the the worst insults to God is to make any kind of an image, a carved image, and and worship it, uh, to worship an idol. And uh, so when Paul... When Paul goes around the the city, and he sees all all of that idolatry, um, and he's just seething with anger, and then he gets up to speak, and he says, "Men of Athens, I see that you are are by all means a very religious people." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I, would, um, I don't know if you guys um, agree with this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I, so, the way that Paul responded to culture and then went to truth proclamation, I would actually argue that one of the reasons why our country is in such bad shape today, one reason, is because our citizens have has lost the virtue of righteous anger. Yeah. Uh instead of being angry over the the right things that that God is not worshipped and adored, we have lesser angers and we're we're quibbling over the crumbs underneath the table instead of the big things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul Paul's righteous anger drove him to a gospel proclamation. I, I
1: go ahead. No, I was just going to say that part of the issue I think in our country today is that we have become desensitized to to sin and we've lost Really, the sinfulness of sin, and and I think this goes back to that we really don't know who God is. We really don't understand just how holy, yeah. and righteous, and pure that He is, mm-hmm. and how much sin is just an affront to Him.
0: It's to all peoples, not all, just to, to not just to people in the church, but to every single person living
1: under the sun. That's correct. And because we've lost that, we don't see just how sinful sin is we we don't have the ability to get angry at the right things yeah Yeah. um and i i think it's it you're right we get anger at lesser things Mm -hmm. really trivial things in Mm -hmm. the in the scope of life yeah and we 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 don't we're hardly we're we're mostly unmoved by things that really
2: are substantial and 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 should matter yeah Absolutely. yeah in the in the psalms you'll you'll read where a hot indignation came over me that kind of that that language mm-hmm. like for instance in psalm one nineteen fifty three hot indignation sees me because of the wicked who forsake your law, and uh, you know he's what he 's doing is he's modeling god 's um, attitude toward sin. There, you know, when we read through the uh, Bible, there's not too many places where we actually read of a commendable human anger. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That we'll find it in the psalmist because the psalms really are telling us about Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when you know they're, they're pointing us forward to Christ. These indignations are are our Lord and Savior's, uh, the perfect man uh there you know there's other places you know when Moses comes down from the the mountain and he sees the people you know have made an idol, and that we're we're told that his anger burned hot that's another indication that he has god's anger yeah. um you know when the spirit of God rushes in on Saul when he hears about the atrocities that are um being performed on the people of Jabesh Gilead um he, we're told that the spirit of God rushed on him when he heard those words, and his anger was greatly kindled. So yeah. there, you know, when you know when we model God's anger, yeah. that's appropriate. Yeah. Um, I it, think this is where you read through the Psalms, and if you struggle
1: to understand the impeccatory prayers of the Psalms, it's because you
3: don't. I I would say you you don't really understand who God is.
2: Yeah, yeah. right.
0: A, we we.
3: We talked about the Apostle Paul's uh, patience uh, with the Athenians and how uh, he was slow to anger toward them and and gracious um, and just gave them the gospel. Uh, He was not slow to anger when Peter uh, would not uh, eat with Mm. uh, Gentile uh, Christians. Yeah. The, and the he, phrase he, in
1: Galatians two is, "I opposed him
3: to his face." I opposed yeah. him to his face, yeah. And uh, he, you know, <laughs> uh, literally got right in his face, yeah.
0: and uh, there's some anger there. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about that second category of anger today—the righteous anger of, of humanity. Um, if you've missed any of these broadcasts, just go subscribe to our podcast the gospel for life uh don't forget about our upcoming reformation boise conference the theme this year is oh church arise dr joel beakey dr derek thomas october 21st and 22nd it is it is free um there are going to be a lot of books there i mean what are you up to like four thousand, five thousand 5,000 books that you've ordered already it, it's quite a few yeah yep, yeah yep. so th- you're going to get them at bargain prices you won't see the rest of the year anywhere so make sure you come go register today reformation <laughs>